Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Owens, from the Average Jake Firefighter Blog. There are no two ways about it. We must make health, fitness, and nutrition fundamental parts of our firefighter toolbox. To pave a road to career success, we must adopt health and fitness tools early to develop the habits and disciplines of healthy firefighters. Let us live by these great fitness principles and then pass it on to the future of the fire service. Let us lead by example in all things, especially by being healthy and fit firefighters. When it is finally time to hang up our helmets at the end of our careers, we will leave legacies worth following. I know this is easier said than done. I know it's usually easier to grab a bag of potato chips, a donut, or a soda, which are chemically altered to stimulate our brains and be addictive. We can continue to eat these unhealthy foods, but we're firefighters. We are made tough and can handle the tough things in life. We hold ourselves to a higher standard, and society honors us for that. No more excuses. The standard has been raised. Now let's rise to meet the standard. That is just a small part of the introduction to, in my opinion, the definitive work on firefighter fitness, firefighter functional fitness by Dan Kerrigan and Jim Moss. And that leads us into what, in my opinion, is going to be one of the best episodes that we've ever had. Because today on the podcast, we're going to have Dan Kerrigan and Jim Moss come on and talk about firefighter functional fitness. Um, if you've never had the opportunity to take their class or to sit down and talk with these guys, you're going to see and hear immediately the passion that they have for this subject and just the fire service in general. Uh, I'm extremely lucky to call these two guys my friends. Um, I've hung out with them at FDIC. We text, we email back and forth. We bounce ideas off each other. Uh, they're truly some of the best people that I've ever met, especially, you know, sometimes you get into the fire service teaching gigs and you do some of the speaking circuit stuff and you meet some, some pretty, well, we'll just call it selfish and egotistical people. Um, and they're out there and that's unfortunate in a, in a profession that's all about service. Right. And, and we all have an ego and it, and it happens, but when you get to meet someone like Dan Kerrigan and someone like Jim Moss, you're immediately, your faith is restored in what the fire service should be. These are two guys that are out there trying to spread a message that's just powerful. And it's just what the fire service needs to hear. And it's not anything fancy. It's everything to the firefighter level. You're not going to read firefighter functional fitness or listen to these guys talk and get overwhelmed with stuff that you don't understand. Um, it's just a tremendous, tremendous work. It's a tremendous, these are two tremendous firefighters and fire officers and their message is sound and it's solid. And I'm just blessed that they agreed to come on the podcast and share it with you. I know we've had some fitness heavy episodes here, but, uh, I feel like this is a really good way to kind of cap off some of those because I've got some other great, um, interviews coming down the line with leadership and just some other topics that I want to talk about. But uh, I know we had some stuff with uh, Alexis Shady um, 
talking about fitness, she talked about building construction too. And then we had St. Florian Fitness come on and talk about some things. But you know, these two guys, in my opinion, are the – this is the definitive work, and they are the, the definitive experts in firefighter fitness. And I think that's just a great way to cap off some of these fitness episodes or fitness-heavy episodes that we've had. So uh, without any further ado, let's get to the interview with Dan Kerrigan and Jim Moss. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. Like I said in the intro, truly excited to have my what I two people who I call friends, Jim Moss and Dan Kerrigan, not only great firefighters, great fire officers, but truly friends to me. Uh, as I said in the intro, have hung out with these guys at FDIC, uh, you know, have had uh, have had drinks with them, have watched hockey with them, you know, gone all you know all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, just truly, truly friends, not just to me, but of the fire service. And so I'm really, really excited to bring them on and talk about firefighter functional fitness, which is kind of we've had some of these conversations on previous episodes, and and like I said in the intro, this is in my opinion the perfect way to put a stamp on some of these firefighter fitness episodes with two guys that I consider are the definitive experts and have wrote the definitive work on firefighter fitness. So I'm truly excited to have them on. So Jim and Dan, thank you guys for, for agreeing to do the podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, we are too. We're like, we were saying before we were, you know, we were just chatting before. We're so glad that we uh, finally uh, get to be on the podcast and uh, (laughs) we're honored to be here. And, you know, we, like you said, we're friends and, and we like to, hang out and converse and, and we love that you promote firefighter fitness and you're an example of it. So it's great to just have a good conversation about it all. Absolutely, man. Happy to be here. And, uh, uh we really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So before we get in like the meat of the topic, let's, uh, give the listeners, unless they've been hiding under a rock, but, uh, let's give the listeners a little bit of your fire service background. And, uh, and your physical fitness background as well, like how you guys kind of got into this. And we'll start with you, Jim. Yeah, so uh, I've been in the fire service just over 12 years. Uh, I am a career captain with the Metro West Fire Protection District, also a paramedic. Um, and uh, as for fitness, uh, I would say, um, so Dan, Dan and I got together back in 2015. I started posting some social media stuff about uh, making fitness functional and practical for firefighters. We connected through that social media, and then we eventually started to write uh, an article for fire engineering, which was popular. Then we decided to write uh, more online articles about our big eight concepts, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, that's in our book. Uh, And then we decided from that uh, we were actually going to write the book. Um, and since then, uh, it's come out and it's, uh, gone all, all over the world, more than 40 countries worldwide. And it's an Amazon number one bestseller, uh, under, uh, firefighting for, uh, fitness. Uh, as for me, um, just passionate about fitness, just like everyone on this call right now. Uh, you know, I just love, uh, to take good care of myself. I love to make sure other firefighters are taking care of themselves and I really want to see, us uh, turn the tide in the fire service to make firefighters healthier. Um, got a couple of fitness certifications. I'm a certified uh, personal trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, have some specialization, uh, specializations beyond that. Uh, but that's my background in a nutshell. Yeah, I'm a, a fire chief at uh, Upper Providence Township in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Philadelphia. And uh, like Jim, I'm also a 
pure fitness trainer and a group fitness instructor. And uh, probably I'd say I'm coming up on 35 years in the fire service. So um, I think I maybe have a little bit of a different, <clears throat> I guess, perspective and, and uh, on what, what this is all about. And, and certainly um, not just about physical fitness. Right. And I think we'll talk probably a little bit about the fact that, um, you know, for, for me, it's just about an overall comprehensive uh, approach to uh, upholding your oath, if you will. Like I strongly believe that as Jim does, that we are um, held to a higher standard in the fire service. And, you know, as it has been said by many people, many times, nobody drafted us into this business uh, and, and there's obligations that we need to uphold. So, um, you know, as, as a fire chief, I think it's really important that we set the right example that we promote and prioritize health and wellness for our firefighters and that we do it ourselves, uh, and, and make it a priority. And, and, um, you know, uh, I've said, uh, recently, you know, we need to put as much emphasis, emphasis on our own preventive maintenance as we do our apparatus. Right. So, um, just trying to just like do our best to promote that, that message and do what we can on the local, regional, national, even international level to get people to realize that, that our health is, is key. And uh, we want people to have long, healthy careers and also long and healthy retirements as well. So uh, we're happy to be here. Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny you bring that up, uh, Dan. I, I love that, you know, you're, you're a fire chief and Jim, you're a company officer. And so what also you guys bring to the table and what you talk about is those two different perspectives, right? And we kind of often, especially at, at, at the firefighter and company officer level, we, we get a little bit blurry when you, you know, because the fire chief has to has that, have that like, you know, 100,000 foot view of their whole department. And the company officer level, you know, we kind of are more focused on the people that immediately work for us, maybe the companies surrounding us and their capabilities. And so that's what I think is unique about you two guys, what you bring to the table. You're, you have that ability to see both sides of that, you know, you know, just to, to visualize that whole, the whole view of the fire service. And you even have a section on it in your book about how fire chiefs can overcome just some of the fitness challenges. And I, and I think that's great because a lot of people have no idea where to start Mm -hmm. uh, when they get to it. So, so as we start to get into this, Jim, you already mentioned it. Let's talk about that big eight concept that you guys have, because I really think that that is something that was missing for me, right? Like, and it probably was missing for other people when they don't know where to start. They don't know what exercises to start with. You know, that big eight not only brings it down to some, it it, it breaks it down simply, right? It breaks it down to, Hey, this is the things that you need to focus on to be fit for our job. So talk about that big eight and you talk about even how you came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so more than anything, uh, what firefighter functional fitness is, it's, it's just a practical and real life approach for firefighters and keeping fitness as simple as possible because we all like simple, right? (laughs) Um, so the biggest thing is to, um, simplify our, our fitness approach for firefighters so they can jump on board uh, regardless of whether they've been working out forever or they've been absent from uh, working out and taking care of themselves. So the big eight concept uh, falls under one of our four pillars. It falls under our physical fitness p- pillar. 
Uh, and the Big Eight concept uh, has eight components for firefighters uh, that relate to their job. Uh, the first three are kind of the foundational components. That's core strength, cardiovascular capacity, and flexibility. Uh, after that are the five functional strength categories for firefighters based on firefighting movements. Uh, they are the push, the pull, the lift, the carry, and the drag. So movements that firefighters specifically do on the fire ground and other emergency scenes as well. Um, so if you take those and put them all together, uh, as you already know, uh, Robbie, in the book, you know, we have tons of different exercises, over 100 different exercises and stretches and photos and descriptions and all those good things uh, to make it really simple for firefighters to understand and, and put into their own uh, fitness routines. Um, so, yeah, the big eight, instead of focusing on like biceps or calf muscles or or pinky muscles or whatever you want to call it, uh, the big eight is all about movements that firefighters actually do. Uh, on and off the fire ground as part of their job. So it's really practical, really tangible, and, and, and ready to implement for, for every firefighter. And performance-based, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah, like, per, like exactly. it's, all, it's all about helping you improve your, your performance. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the things that we, we try to get folks to, to do, uh, I believe will increase your proficiency as a firefighter as well because of the implements that we suggest you can use safely. So yeah, it kind of works both ways, I think. Yeah, I would agree. And it's, and it's funny, you know, of course I've, I've read the, I've read the book. I have a copy of it. I actually, you know, got to read the preview that you guys sent me uh, before you ever published it. And it, and it, and it kind of, and, and I don't know when I was kind of doing research, when you guys decided to come onto the podcast, I was rereading through the book and I got to that big eight part and I'm looking at it and, you know, yeah, you guys wrote this specifically for firefighting, but those concepts, that flexibility, cardiovascular capacity, like all those things, they kind of apply Everybody. to like life in general, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, right, right? Yeah. like, like, I, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm breaking it down. Like, so, so my, my, my son, uh, my, my, my oldest son is, is, is 14. He's going into high school. He's been doing some weight training for about a year and you break it down. Like he, his sport is wrestling. And so you look at wrestling and you're like, well, you know, you gotta be able to lift. You gotta be able to carry. You gotta be able to drag. You have to have flexibility. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, you have to all these things. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, so this isn't just about, you know, and again, it's, it's firefighter function. But, you know, it's it's for your it's for your rest of your life and it's it's for the functionality of your entire life, you know, and especially Dan as a, as a fire chief, you know, that's what you're kind of looking for. Speak to that a little bit about how this can set you up, not just for the performance, yeah, but for after. I, so I, I kind of believe that that all of our health uh, approaches, that whether it's physical fitness or nutrition or whatever, it's a it's a cumulative uh, effort, if you will. Right. So, and I, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I mean, I was like most other firefighters I know when I was younger and out there, you know, going to all the fires, I, I thought I was about as invincible as most of us do, uh, as young, um, and, you know, relatively fit and in shape, uh, individual and didn't really pay much attention to it personally until, uh, I started to get a little older and I, and I've said, you know, many times, you know, I have a, a you know, a, well, now I have a 50 something year old body and a 20 something year old brain and, 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 and the brain part doesn't change. You know, you still think that you can do everything that you did when you were 22. 
uh, or 30 or 28 or whatever. Uh, but, but the reality is your body doesn't work that way. Um, over time, you know, things deteriorate and you have to pay better attention to what, what it is that you're doing and, and put a little more effort into it if you want to perform at that, that same high level. So, uh, for me, it's about what you do then and continuing it on through the rest of your career and maintaining that, that certain level of fitness that you, that you need to, to do the job. So it's cumulative and yeah, it really is. We were, we were, we were really intentional, right, yeah. Dan, about the, the title and our, and our purpose for the book. It wasn't only about fireground performance. Right. It was also about focusing on firefighter longevity for, uh, during your career and then after you retire as well, longevity mm-hmm. into your retirement. Because we all know the sad story of too many firefighters dying you know, a year, two, three years after they retire, after they've worked so hard for 25, 30 years. And then they retire and then they die of, you know, whether it's a heart attack, a stroke, cancer, diabetes, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, we wanted to focus on the longevity aspect of it and making sure firefighters stay healthy and, and as injury free as possible uh, for their entire careers and retirements. And I would office. I would say, too, that and to your point, Robbie, that that, you know, this this the title can actually be misleading. And I've and I've uh, I've spoken to to several people actually recently and read some recent reviews uh, on, on the book that have clearly indicated that folks, this isn't, this, this stuff is so universal and so simple that it applies to just about everybody. You don't have to be a firefighter or a police officer or an EMS professional to, to benefit from what we talk about because it really is that practical and simple. It applies to humans. It's, it applies to everybody out there in life <laughs> that, needs to move and function. And, uh, you know, and, and so I, I, I take that as a very high compliment, um, that folks are actually coming out and saying like, Hey, you don't have to be a firefighter to do this. You just, you, you'll benefit from it, whether or not you, you are. So that's, that's a good point too. Yeah, I come again, I completely agree. Like I said, it, it was, um, and I think we've all gone through that, you know, fitness, I guess, uh, Mm-hmm. I guess paradox, right, or, or or process where you know when I, I I didn't start taking fitness seriously until I was probably 27 or 28. I mean, I was an athlete growing up, and when and and again, I was a wrestler, mm-hmm. and I had to cut weight a lot for wrestling. And so when I didn't have to cut weight anymore, <laughs> I cut loose is what I did. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like and especially you know uh, that was you know food and and all sorts of things like that. I mean, it was I stopped working out and and all of those things. And just, you know, I, and, and that kind of, and I went through that, that bodybuilding phase, right? Like it was all about like, you know, doing bicep curls and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And that really wasn't getting me what I was looking for, right? Like it maybe gave me the look I was looking for, but not the performance I was looking for. And not till I started doing a more functional based workout, did I get the fire ground performance I was looking for? Did I get, you know, the gains on the fire ground? that I was looking for. I probably don't look as good with my shirt off as yeah, I did nor do back I. then, but I, I can tell you, you're right, right, right. Who, Jim who probably does, right? does but Jim. I don't. Uh, you know, like he, he probably does. Um, But, you know, I'm still, you know, and I can tell you, like, even some of my athletic pursuits to this day, at age 38, I'll uh, be 39 in January, this is the first year where I actually felt a drop in my performance due to my age, I guess, Um, 
you know, and I think, but, but I've been able to stay in the game because of things like your firefighter functional fitness book, focusing on fire ground moves, you know, using the tire hit and stuff like that. So talk about what you feel is the best workout or, or, or workout or workout move or for that fire ground or even sequence of workout. And we'll start with Jim. So yeah, that's a loaded, (laughs) that's a loaded question, right? A little bit loaded question. A little bit loaded question. Here's the thing is like, (laughs) so it depends on your fitness level, right? Um, but if, okay. if, if I had to break it down to someone to, if they're like, I only have two <clears throat> days a week to work out, what is going to help me improve my cardio and muscular endurance and just overall endurance for the fire ground? If, if that's their goal, I would tell them that doing, uh, like firefighter circuits, like we, you just mentioned, uh, high intensity interval training with firefighter circuits that build not only high intensity cardio endurance, but also that muscular endurance as well. So one of the things like we like to promote a lot is 30, 30 for 30. So 30 seconds on of high intensity activity, 30 seconds rest right after that. And then moving on to a different exercise and you do that for 30 minutes. So it can be as simple as setting up six different stations in the apparatus bay. Or if you're at the gym, you can set up six different stations. For example, I'll just throw this out there. If you're talking about body weight stuff, you can talk about, all right, push-ups is your first station. Air squats is your next station. Jump rope or jumping jacks is your next station. Uh, crawling is your next station, uh, pull-ups or assisted pull-ups is a station after that, uh, burpees is after that. And you do that for, you know, you can do it for three rounds. You can do it all the way up to five rounds for 30 minutes. Um, but if, if that's the goal of that person for a firefighter, I I would argue that that is going to be the maximal impact, uh, for them, uh, getting more fit for duty and, and really improving that cardiovascular capacity and muscular endurance that we talked about. If it's in the fire station and you have, uh, you know, access as you should uh, to firefighting implements, you know, you can do sledgehammer tire strikes. You can do carries with uh, foam pails or heavy tools or whatever. Um, You can do drags with different hose. You can do battle ropes or battle hose uh, with hose. So the options are really limitless, but that would uh, be my biggest uh, argument if someone's like, what, what is the biggest bang for my buck and what is going to really help me improve on the fire ground? Uh, that, that's what I would argue. Uh, and I'll leave it to Dan if, if he agrees or if he has something else. To add to that. I mean, for me, I, I've said this a million times that I think that when it comes to our strength training, that, that it's the muscular endurance that is most important out of all those, those categories, the, the true strength, the, uh, the endurance and the, you know, that and that. So uh, I, I can't disagree with Jim. I mean, if you if you only have so much time in a week to to get this stuff done, then the combination of the high intensity cardiovascular uh, effort and and applying that with strength, you know, muscular endurance training is going to get you the most bang for your buck. If you really think about it, it is exactly what we do when we're out of fire. You are you have to have that muscular endurance and you have to operate at that high level for longer periods of time. So if you translate that into sort of a physiological uh, approach, you know, you're, you're, you're working most of the time in, in what's referred to as the anaerobic state. 
right? So um, if you look on the fitness continuum, you have, you know, you have the explosive immediate, then you have anaerobic and you have aerobic on the other end, the long distance marathon, if you will. And most of the time, believe it or not, we're working in that anaerobic state. So we need to condition our bodies to be more efficient and use our oxygen and get that to the muscles more efficiently in that state. That's why you get the cramping and the, and the, and the, the feelings of sickness and things like that when you're not conditioned to operate as well in that anaerobic state. So if you're going to, if you're going to do it and you can only do so much, then that's where I would be focusing my attention on as well. Uh, because again, those exercises and movements that Jim's describing, they're inherently going to incorporate pretty much all the other aspects of the big eight. Anyway, most everything that we tell you to do is going to incorporate core strength. You have to have engage your core to do just about everything that we tell you to do. The, the flexibility portion, which is a huge for firefighters in terms of injury prevention, those movements are going to improve your flexibility like tremendously. So, so there again, you're going to add to that. And then all the different strength categories are going to be incorporated into the, into your routine, depending on what specific movements you're going to do. So it, it, it really kills all the birds with one stone. So I, I can't disagree. Yeah. I, and so, so, I'm, you know, as we, as we continue to talk and, and I'm hearing you guys, you know, talking about the muscular endurance, uh, you know, does, and I think this is a question that, that firefighters would ask, do all of these workouts have to look the same, right? Like, so you, again, you've got a guy such as myself, who's 38. If there's a recruit who's 22 or something like that, you know, can we accomplish that same muscular endurance, but doing Absolutely. different things? Uh, I mean, that's just about it. That's just about a choice of how you string and program your workouts together and what types of movements you're going to do. Uh, part of it. And Jim likes to talk about this a lot as well is, is that you do, if you're doing what you'd like to do, then you're going to get more out of it. So there are certain things that I like to do, certain things that I don't like to do. We both will tell you we don't like <laughs> to run, <laughs> right? So we don't run, but we do other things to get that kind of, that kind of uh, improvement into our, our regimens. Um, so really, it, it's, it's up to you. The book has, what, 100 or more different exercises or movements, and there's probably 300 or 400 more after that uh, or variations. So um, it's, it's as much about what you like to do and how you apply it. As long as, if you can answer this yes to these three questions, is it safe? Is it effective? And is it functional? Then you're, you're well on your way to doing something good for yourself in terms of improving your fitness and, and your performance. Right. So, um, from a group instructor perspective, it's absolutely essential that we know how to, uh, address different fitness levels in a group setting as well. So a 22 year old, like you mentioned, might have a different fitness level than the 40 year old that's working out in the same group. And we need to make sure that we're paying attention to giving people options in terms of progressions and regressions on the different movements so that number one, that they get, get out of it what they need. Number two, that they don't feel isolated or, uh, or, or they stand out or they're embarrassed or anything like that. So there's lots of different things to come into play from a programming perspective as well uh, when it comes to group fitness. But there's, there's hundreds of ways to get it done. Just do what you like and make sure it's safe, functive, uh, effective, and functional. Jim, you got anything to add about that? Or Yeah, I mean, uh, like Dan said, uh, when it comes to fitness, we need to focus on what uh, our strengths are and not so much on what our weaknesses are, right? 
Um, and by doing that, by focusing on our strengths, we can build on them, right? And that I think by building on our strengths, it's also going to help us raise the level uh, of our weaknesses too, right? To make them better. Um, so like Dan said, let's focus on doing things we like. I would say, let's, let's go ahead. If I don't like running, I'm not going to do it too often. And I'm probably not going to run more than two miles at a time. Um, uh, uh, I would rather, and I'm sure Dan's the same way. I would like to do sprints if I'm going to run more than anything and just get it done right Mm -hmm. away (laughs) in short bursts. Right. Yeah. Uh, So if I am going to do that, but, but then uh, to balance that out, I also like to challenge myself mentally uh, by doing some things that I don't like as well, uh, running occasionally a mile or two or something like that. Um, But for firefighters, like Dan said, as long as it's safe, effective and functional, as long as it applies to our job and, and the movements and the physical aspects of our job, let's focus on that and not waste our time on other things that don't apply. Right. Because we only have so much time. And every day we only have so much time every week uh, to get in those workouts. So let's make them the biggest bang for, for the buck. And I'm not saying that every single workout should be those high intensity interval training workouts. I mean, if you look at the uh, workout programming chap- chapter, we have a, a three day sample plan, a four day sample plan, and then a five slash six days a week uh, sample plan for firefighters to take part in uh, a little bit. depending on how much time you have and how much time you can put into it and build up to it. uh, There's a little bit of everything uh, from the big eight, you know, there's core cardio, there's flexibility, uh, a little bit of functional yoga, um, and then the pushing, pulling, lifting, carrying, and dragging. And we mix it all together uh, and make it interesting for firefighters instead of doing the same old thing routine uh, day after day after day. So uh, yeah, I I completely agree with Dan and what he said. Um, we need to just focus on building on our strengths and, and keeping it interesting and functional for the job that we do. And I'm, and I'm glad you guys delved so deep into that with, with, such, with, with that question because I have constantly seen as a company officer, the shift comes up with the art, right, we're going to work out, but the 22-year-old doesn't like that it's maybe too easy. And the 40-some-year-old doesn't like that it's really, really hard, and it's the same workout. Right. And so what you end up having is you get these divides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it ends up what started off as something healthy and something a good idea like, hey, let's, uh, let's all work out together turns into now we're separated. We're divided. The 22-year-old's pissed off because that the 40-year-old can't do what he can do. And that, you know, it, it just it, it turns into all of that. Yeah. So I'm really, really glad that you guys delved so deep into that. And, 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 and because it's, it's, a, it's things, I mean, I see it in my, in the firehouses that I work in every day. So I'm pretty sure it's not just, uh, you know, limited to my fire department. Yeah, and, uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's probably a global thing. And that's one of the things we really focus on in our workshops, as well as me leading fitness uh, group fitness uh, in my own fire department for my crew, for my shift and other shifts. Um, one of the things that we like to encourage is like, okay, here is the base exercise, right? And then here are two progressions on top of that, that if you want to make it more difficult for yourself, you can choose to do these, but start at this base level of this, of this, let's say it's a plank, right? Um, and then if you want to take it to the next level, you can do elbow taps or knee taps, or, you know, you can rotate and do add some side planks with it or whatever, 
Um, but it's all about building that foundation and making sure it's inclusive for every fitness level, whether you're 50 years old or you're 20 years old, you know, um, of course, uh, when we're young and 20 and we want to challenge ourselves and, and when we're, you know, a little bit older, uh, we want to make sure we're preventing injuries and not incurring them <laughs> while we're <laughs> working out. Right. Um, so I think that's, yeah, right. that's something that's important that you kind of touched on is that making sure that the workout, whatever it is, has regressions and progressions to make sure it's inclusive uh, for every fitness level, every age. Uh, we all know we have different previous injuries, so we have limiting factors on, on how, we work, how we work out and what the movements we do. Um, and I think on an individual level, we need to be smart, right? And we need to know if we're 45, 50, 55 years old, we can't do the same things we did when we were 25. We might want to try. <laughs> but we need to be smart yeah. about it. You know, maybe if we're doing five rounds of something, maybe our, our first round is really our slower warm up round instead of our all out, <laughs> our all out round. Uh, so we kind of get the feel of the exercises and we know how to pace ourselves and what level we can really jump in um, and get get more familiar with the movements uh, and the exercises that maybe if someone else set it up, we can be become more familiar with those exercises to make sure that we're not. Uh, injuring ourselves. Um, yeah, so really so much to talk about. Uh, but I think as long as we focus on on making sure our workouts are, are adaptive uh, to everyone, uh, that they're inclusive, and that we have those progressions and regressions, I think more crew members, more people from different ages, fitness backgrounds, uh, and fitness levels, I think they'll really um, would <laughs> come together instead of being divided <laughs> on, on what the workout's going to be and, and moving forward with the fitness routines in the firehouse. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I completely agree as we continue, you know, and I, and I really like this topic because I, because I feel like it's, it's something that again, it's, I see it everywhere and happen every day, you know? And so what have you guys seen as the most successful way to get everyone involved. Um, and, and I know you talked about progression, but, but is there like an activity maybe that's maybe that maybe you disguised as a workout? Like, for example, I know that we <laughs> have done pickleball yeah. in the firehouse, right? And you might not think that pickleball is very stressful, but as you get walking or, you know, you play 10 or 15 games of that and you're moving around and you're running and you're jumping, you know, you get some people, their heart <clears throat> rate's getting up, you know, you see some, you know what I mean? And so that's been very successful in my fire department of, you know, like kind of like getting everybody together. Plus you add a little competition to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing pickleball against a, a kid who was a division one college baseball player. Like I don't want him to show me up, you know, so I'm pushing myself maybe harder than he has to, to be competitive. And I think that's been very successful. What have you guys seen? Maybe it's a workout. Maybe it's an activity uh, that's been successful in getting that inclusivity in your workouts and your fitness plan. Yeah, it's okay. And Dan, I, go I, first. I'm I, sorry. I think that anytime <laughs> you you have you know a company, an engine company, or whatever or a station that that can agree on something like that, let's. It doesn't always have to be uh, a a. We have to go to the gym now, and we have to get on the machines and and do our workout. It, it's something more, you know, that that everybody might enjoy, like you talk about pickleball which you'll have to tell me what pickleball is because i'm not really sure I, but but it, it must it must be, uh, <laughs> you must have to exert some energy when you do it so if that's fun for everybody you know then then uh, disguising it i don't know if i i i 
put it that way, but I think you get everybody out there doing something that they enjoy. Um, and it's, again, it's safe and effective. And then before you know it, you actually did get a, a, some kind of a workout and, and, and had some fun while you're doing it. So, um, on that side of the fence, there's those kinds of things on the other side of the fence. If you have, uh, you know, a little bit more of a challenge trying to get certain folks to do anything at all, then really, you know, what it comes down, what it comes down to is that if you can get your group, your companies involved in fire training outside or whatever, and, and do those things at a certain pace for, then you're, you're really doing them, whether it's throwing ladders, stretching hose, doing drill tower stuff. If you string some activities like that together, just as, and under the guise of training, but you, you encourage them to be purposeful about what they're doing, then you, whether they like it or not, they're getting a workout in. Um, you know, so it's no different than well, it's right. a little different. Obviously it's not like going to a real fire, but you're definitely your, your activity level is much higher. So when you're, when you're engaged in those activities that are true firefighter, you know, activities, you're still getting that workout in. So, you know, if, if we've talked a lot about, uh, to others about how you motivate people that, that don't seem to want to do it. And I think, you know, absent talking to them individually and really trying to drill down and figure out what it is that they're having an issue with on a personal level. I think that when you engage people in actual firefighter training and do it with purpose, then whether they realize it or not, they're, it's, it's better for them and they're, and they're getting something out of it anyway. Maybe Jim, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan de- definitely beat me to the punch on that. I, I, you know, you, I like the basketball, pickleball that, and even I've seen soccer and dodgeball and everything like that, which is fun and definitely physical fitness. Um, but I, if I were to <laughs> your question, uh, how can we disguise it without a doubt mm-hmm. it's hands on training? I mean, for some firefighters, and I'm not joking, and this isn't a, a put down for some firefighters getting geared up in their full gear is a, is a little bit of a workout for them. And, and we've all seen it before, you know, and putting on that, that's that 70 pounds of full gear, tank included helmet, uh, having the mask on them as well. That might be a good warm up for them. Right. Um, but if, if I were to disguise anything, it, it'd be simple stuff like ground ladders, you know, carrying, raising, climbing ground ladders. Uh, what else, you know, just advancing or even deploying hose lines, uh, repacking them. Uh, anything hands-on training, I think that's the best way we can hit two mm-hmm. birds with one stone. We get that physical activity, but we're also improving our, our tactical proficiency, our muscle memory, uh, and, and everything that we do there uh, will help us become better firefighters for the fire ground physically, mentally, um, you know, with our skills and our tactics. Everything combines together. So um, if we're not going to be doing an actual quote-unquote workout with physical fitness equipment, exercise equipment, let's disguise our physical fitness as, as hands-on training, you know, with ground ladders, uh, with, with hose, with whatever, you know. So that, I think that's the best way to really disguise You're, you're not asking anybody to uh, for do anything that you wouldn't ask them to do on a fire ground, and, and it's, it's part of our job. Right. And, uh, you know, all those things Jim talked about incorporating elevation changes, stairwells, things like that. These are all things mm-hmm. that we do every time we go out on a, on a job. And, and so there's literally no argument against it. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be against doing that kind of training, then 
there's bigger problems than than worrying about fitness. There's there's a fundamental uh, issue with uh, your attitude and your you know personal accountability and so forth. So that you know it's it is what it is. I mean, this is what you signed up to do, and you know we're going to get out there and do it. <laughs> Just. I absolutely love. Yeah. It. I absolutely. I, We're I preaching do. to the choir. No, I, right? I do. Like, like it, yes, yeah, you you know that. Um, but and hopefully preaching to you know the choir with and maybe and, and, and hopefully maybe some people that don't buy it or when they listen to the episode they'll they'll be able to get on board with it because you're right. It is truly what we signed up for, right? And this is something again. I didn't get it when you talked about you know as a young firefighter. I could, in fact, I was the guy that. <laughs> that made fun of people who worked out. Right. I was like, man, I'm 23 years old. You know, you know, I treat my body like an amusement park. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's, it's all good. But then you get older and you realize that it's not, it's not that way. You have to take care of yourself a little more. We focus pretty heavy on the working out part of this, but everybody knows that it's not all about just working out. Right. It's not all about working out. And and I'm really interested in hearing, and this is a broad topic, right? It's, it's a super broad topic, but I'm really interested to hear you guys' perspective on some of the other things like the nutrition, the sleep deprivation. And, and I'd like to hear mm-hmm. it from your perspectives as a fire chief or a company officer, like specifically Jim on shift. How are you combating some of the poor eating? How are you combating the sleep deprivation that firefighters are, are, are getting? And Dan, when you, and Dan, when you mm-hmm. go, talk about that from a fire chief level. Like, what have you seen? How are you combating all that? So, Jim, go ahead and go first. And again, I know it's a broad topic, but, you know, just some things to, to, to think about or some things that maybe some tangible things that you can give us that we can use every day in the firehouse. Yeah. Or as yeah. Well, how much time do we have with this podcast? Because we might, we might be going into the rest of the week with, uh, with this podcast. Uh, uh, you're no, right. So uh, where to start um, when it comes to nutrition? Um, if you know anything about me, I love to cook. Um, I love to eat as well. Um, and the, the saying, uh, never trust the, uh, tr- never trust a skinny cook. That that's a, that's bad. You can, you can trust me. You can trust the fit. Cook. <laughs> um, so one of the things I like to do with my crew personally, um, we work 48, so we work two days on. Um, and so I tell my crew, I will cook one of the meals one of the days and someone is responsible speaking, you know, I'm referring to dinner. So I will cook one of the meals, one of the days and someone else, uh, cooks another one. So I know for that one meal that I will be cooking, I will try and include whether the entire meal is quote unquote more healthy. Um, uh, more whole foods is mainly my focus of what I like to cook. Um, or I'll include just one element that is more healthy for our, our crew. Um, so my, I know my rule of thumb and, uh, this is a broken record for Dan. Mm. <laughs> I say it all the time in our workshops, but, uh, one thing that I always try to include is we are going to eat something green <laughs> with our meal. <laughs> you know, it's not all going to be orange or brown or, you know, fried and all that stuff. <laughs> we, we're at least going to eat one thing that's healthy and it's going to be one thing that's green. So whether that's, you know, fresh green beans or a salad or, you know, Brussels sprouts or, or, you know, whatever peas or it's going to be something green and no, not green jello, no, not Mountain <laughs> Dew to drink and all that stuff. Um, so that, that would be one of my main points is if possible, um, cook more with your crew, cook more for your crew. Uh, and that way we have more control of what we put in our bodies as, as crew. And 
I've had so many times of when I've cooked something that someone else has never tried before that they're like, oh, that's actually good. You know, I've always kind of been, you know, hesitant or scared to try that before. But the way you made it was awesome. You know, and one, one example is like Brussels sprouts. So many people hear bad things about Brussels sprouts. But when you cook them well and, you know, and they aren't all mushy and, and nasty, um, like out of a can or something like that. Uh, then other crew members, other people who have never tried them before really start to like them. And then they say, hey, you know what I cooked over the four day at home? You know what I did? I cooked at home. I did your Brussels sprouts that you did. And it's so funny. I get so many like text messages uh, from crew members and visiting crew members who come in. Uh, hey, how'd you do that? What, what What's the recipe for that? You know, when we're on off work, they'll be asking for recipes from me. So uh, long, long of the short um, uh, is just to cook more in the firehouse, do less takeout, less pizzas, you know, and stuff like that. Try and get something green with every meal um, and just focus more on natural whole foods. Uh, we're not going to, you know, t- tell people to do keto or anything like that um, because everybody nutrition, as, as we can talk about for a long time, is highly uh, specific to the individual. And so we don't recommend specific diets. We just tell people to eat less sugar, eat more whole foods, drink a lot of water. Uh, those are the biggest things that you can do uh, to uh, not only help control your weight, uh, just feel better about yourself and perform better as well. Um, Dan, do you want to talk about sleep? Uh, there's a lot of recommendations I could give, but uh, get, I don't sure. want to be, get, I don't want to get be the more only sleep. you know from a fire chief's perspective it's 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 very very difficult when you when you move off of a shift and you go back to sort of a day work kind of a position um to 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 avoid the 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 convenience stuff right um you know in in groups like jim's talking about um with somebody that's able to motivate the group, the company or whatever, you can stay pretty well focused, I think, on, you know, cooking some of the meals and doing that sort of thing. And as a group activity, even Um, for me, it's the biggest challenge is avoiding the convenience stuff when you get, you know, you come into work in the morning and you have a plan in your head of what how the day is going to go. And then as soon as you walk in the office, that goes right out the window most days, right? (laughs) It really does. And, and so, you have to be vigilant about, you know, what you're putting in your body. And, and uh, Jim alluded to it. I won't go on forever about it, but you know, we, we take the approach that food is fuel. So if you're putting the right foods in your body, you know, from the right sources and the right amounts, generally speaking, you're, you're going to be on the right path. What I try to do personally is I know that at home we do a really decent job of, of, of cooking those, 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 you know, nutritious meals. And, and it's important, not just for me, but for my family as well. And, and Jim talks about this a lot more in detail when we do our workshops, but we, t- we tend to make enough of that food so that I can use it as leftovers. Right. And so when I'm taking those, those greens and things like that to, to work with me, then I know that I have a fairly nutritious lunch that I just put in the refrigerator. And if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, I still I have that. It's not, I don't have to drive down the street to the drive through to get something right. And then the other point point is just, just being in touch with your crew, whoever's working on shift that day. Um, you know, 
you don't just have to cook dinners, you know, even if it's lunch, you know, getting involved with the crew and like, Hey, let's, let's do this for lunch, you know, today and, and cook up something half decent. That's, that's going to be uh, nutritious if, if we can, um, as far as the sleep, I, I think it's, it's just so, so important that given the fact that, that most of our folks work shift work and we know that it's impossible to get good sound sleep when we're on duty in most cases that the focus really has to be as much as possible on when you're off duty that you get the best possible sleep you can and that's that that really is 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 critical in in terms of of your overall health and well-being you know seven or eight hours of uninterrupted restful sleep uh is is going to do wonders for you on so many different levels from the cellular level all the way up to your mental health and everything in between. Um, and to do that and get that done on a regular basis, you need to remove all the distractions that are, that are before you staring at your iPhone or your iPad or your computer or whatever until right before you go to bed. Uh, you know, the, the, some of us are, are like to listen to scanners and this and that. And the other thing, you got to get rid of all that stuff, all those stimulus, all that stimulus that, that can, can, you know, keep you awake at night or, or cause you to not have restful sleep and, uh, you know, avoiding things like that, you know, at least an hour before you go to bed, avoiding, you know, excessive alcohol and caffeine and things like that, sleeping in a, a cold or cool, dark room. Uh, as opposed to a hot, you know, a warmer room, anything like that, that, that helps you to, to detach from whatever has been going on all day. And just when you put your head on your pillow, you just know you're going to fall asleep and stay asleep. So it's a yeah, challenge. I think I, yeah. I, I'll add, and add on and dovetail to what Dan was talking about. I think one of the biggest challenges for us now, since we're so connected and I bet we're all guilty of, of it on this conversation is just being in bed on your phone, looking at it is probably one of the most detrimental things uh, to our sleep quality. Um, one of the things I should say that we can actually control, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't control how many calls we get in the middle of the night while on shift. Um, so uh, I think that's one of the biggest things is not looking at screens while we're physically in bed. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would encourage firefighters is to take those naps when you can get them. Yes, naps are okay. And if, if you feel like your body needs a nap, then take a nap. Just make sure it's not going to be one that's for all day long um, to where you're going to be up at night, <laughs> even if you're not getting calls. Um, so it's finding that happy medium of, uh, you know, that 20-minute, 30-minute nap uh, to, uh, to get it in when you can, uh, get it in. Um, otherwise, like Dan said, take as much as best care of you, uh, of yourself as you can when you're off duty. I think that's huge. Um, we got to control what we can control when we can control it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't always do it on duty. Uh, but when we're off duty, let's do the best we can to really focus on getting better sleep and, and also better nutrition as well. Let's not forget too, the, one of the most important one of the easiest ways to ensure that you're going to get restful sleep at night is to exercise. So, um, yeah, so, so it's definitely something, I mean, all kidding aside, you know, if you are, if you're getting a workout in or you're training or whatever, um, that it's, it's typically going to help you sleep better at night. Um, so, uh, you know, how you work that in, in your own personal daily routine is, is, you know, maybe it's going to help you. Maybe you're, Maybe you should wait until later on in the day to get your get your training in uh, or after dinner or whatever. And then it helps you sleep that night. Uh, but it's certainly going to help yeah. you. Exactly. 
mean, th- those are all tremendous, tremendous points. And, and I, and I, and I agree with, with, with every one of them. Right. I mean, like, like Jim, especially from a company officer perspective, which is what I am. It, it used to be like blasphemy right. to take a nap in the middle of the <laughs> shift. Right. Like, it was You're like don't weak. you dare, you know what I mean? But like, that's be kind of, not weak, right, right, right. you can't handle it. Yeah. You know, yeah. But like, I mean, I, I, right. I'm just tired. Right. And, and I, and I think that that's something, I mean, it really is a powerful thing, like having that ability, right? Like having, having that ability to, to be able to get a rest or a break if you need to, uh, I, I think is, is, is a powerful thing. And, and it shows true leadership, right? Like in my opinion, like it truly shows that you're looking out for the best interests of your, of your people. Um, you know, and, and I just think all the, the points you guys have hit, you guys took that question and went exactly where I was hoping you would go with it, talking about how to cook in the firehouse and rest at home. And that's exactly what I, what I was what I was looking for. And I think that gives the listeners something tangible that they can take back with them. Um, as we said, we've been going for almost an hour, which I mean, it, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> and uh, we could t- I know I could I could talk to you guys for six hours. Probably. Uh, about this topic. <laughs> and I think we have before, just not on a times. podcast. Oh, uh, but, <laughs> but right. Just not on a podcast. Um, but as we start to wind it down, um, please, you know, let us know where we can find you on social media. How can we get in contact with you? I know you guys do workshops. How can the listeners get a hold of Jim Moss and Dan Kerrigan? How can they get your book? How can they get you guys to come teach in their area if they're interested in that? Yeah, yeah. Give us uh, everywhere so, we can find uh, you. Start at our website, so firefighterfunctionalfitness.com. Uh, we have a ton of resources there. You can learn more about our book, but we also have a special report, uh, a couple of special reports that you can download for absolutely free um with a lot of great resources and information within those um you got we have our book preview on our website as well so check that out too uh, as for emailing us uh the easiest way to email us is firefighterfunctionalfitness at gmail.com that's firefighterfunctionalfitness at gmail.com we're also on all social media uh, well, I guess we're not on TikTok yet, uh, Dan, so uh, uh, we, and, need, we need to get on I that. know at least one uh, of us no, won't but we're, <laughs> I can talk. I can't we wait. Need, we need to get on, uh, <laughs> on that. No, uh, we are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, that Our handles for that is at FirefighterFFit. That's at FirefighterFFit. Uh, we post, you know, motivation every day. Uh, we post workouts. We post exercise moves, all that, all those different things. Um, so there's never any content lacking there. Uh, you can direct, send us direct messages uh, through any of those social medias and we'll contact you back uh, really quickly. Uh, we, we reach back and uh, back out to everybody and make sure we, we answer everyone's question as possible. Um, what else, Dan? What did uh, I miss? No, I just would uh, – nothing really. I just – I want to emphasize – Oh, our YouTube. Talk yeah, about our yeah YouTube. there's a couple things that we have. We actually have a very – uh, well-populated YouTube channel as well. So you just go on YouTube and just type in firefighter functional fitness. You will see uh, literally what over 400 different uh, demonstrations of exercises, movements, uh, circuits, workouts, workouts uh, everything Completely that we free. have compiled over the last several years. We Jim mostly has, has gathered it all. And finally we landed it on our YouTube page and it's, a huge, huge, absolutely free resource that, you know, if you have a question about something or you're looking for a new idea about what to do, it's it's, go on there and check it out. Um, It's a huge, huge benefit for anybody that wants to uh, uh, check that out. Um, I I would just emphasize, like I usually do that 
we we return everybody's messages, calls, emails. We we literally like will answer anybody. So we, we we guarantee you that you will hear back from us if you have a question or you have something you want to talk about or whatever. So don't feel shy about it. Uh, we're just you know just ordinary firefighters like everybody else, and you know we just want to help. Um, the last thing I would just say is if we do we do very comprehensive. Uh, uh, on-site workshops for fire departments that are actually, um, we, we give, uh, con ed credits for, uh, peer fitness trainers and so forth. So we're, we're, uh, our workshops are accredited through ACE, uh, for con ed credits as well. So if you are interested in having us come out to do one or more, or however many sessions that you would like, you can go to our website or you can just put a slash and type workshops at the end of our, uh, uh, our, our, uh, web address firefighterfunctionalfitness.com slash workshops um there's a link on there as well to click on and if you just enter your information in there we'll get right back to you i'll send you information back literally within hours and give you all the details about what we can provide for you um and i can tell you from you know all the ones we've done all across the country that that they're not only fun but they're they're the reviews are, are tremendous and, and you, you really get a lot of bang for your buck when we come out and actually teach in person, uh, especially if you're a peer fitness trainer and you're sick and tired of, you know, reading magazine articles and taking quizzes to get your con ed credits. Right. <laughs> so, so we'll yeah. come out there and we'll, we'll go through the stuff with you. We'll get you engaged in the training. We'll get you teaching. We'll get you programming. We'll get you doing all that kind of stuff that, that, you know, that's going to benefit you down the road. So, uh, yeah, that's, I think that covers it all. Well, awesome guys. And again, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the mm-hmm. podcast. It, it's, you know, again, we could talk for hours and hours and hours, but this has been a great, great foundation for people listening to get started with their fitness. And I, and I truly, truly appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you appreciate guys for coming it. on. Thank you. And, Thanks for uh, the opportunity, Robbie. What a just outstanding interview with Jim Moss and Dan Kerrigan. I mean, like I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, people did not a lot of people know me very well. Um, I'm a very, very private person. Um, I know that's kind of weird for a guy with a podcast, right? But like my personal life, I, I definitely play my my uh, hands close to my vest, uh, you know, and and I don't really let a lot of people in to my personal circle. Like you have to earn a lot of trust for that, and and just to have. Uh, Jim and Dan, who, again, I truly feel are, are friends of mine. Like, you know, we've hung out. We, in fact, at, at the end of the recording, we were kind of talking about how we we just can't wait to get into a, a situation where we can all just hang out together again. Um, and so just, you know, just to have those guys bring their expertise on. And, you know, I, it, it's just great to ha- not only have just great people, but great friends being able and willing to come onto the podcast and share their message. I really hope it's something that the listeners uh, really appreciate and can really value it. It, it just, those guys are a wealth of knowledge. And, and to be quite honest, an, an hour long podcast just almost isn't enough to capture everything that those guys know and believe in. And, and just, you know, we, we may have to do another episode. We may have to bring them on individually, uh, to get a little bit more out of it. I just, you know, it, but those guys are just tremendous, tremendous guys. And I cannot, thank them enough for being willing to come on the podcast. I mean, they've done everything, right? They've done fire engineering. They, they teach at FDIC. They've written a book. 
they've written several just super popular articles. They've gone all over the country teaching this. And for them to be willing to come on this podcast is just a tremendous and humbling experience for me. And, you know, it just speaks volumes to their character. Uh, so I, I can't thank Jim and Dan enough. And, I, and again, I hope everybody gets out there, follows them on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and, and really takes advantage of the knowledge that these guys have. Bring them out to your fire department and so they can do a workshop for you. I really think it'll change uh, it'll change your perspective on fitness. It'll change your perspective on how to be ready for the fire ground. Uh, with that being said, uh, as usual, I can't do what I do on the podcast without the support of some great, great people. The first being Taylor's Tens. Taylor's Tens makes metal helmet fronts and a whole host of other items out there, right? They're making pump charts for the water thieves and other people. They're making wallets, tin metal wallets that look fantastic. So they're not just a helmet shield company anymore. These guys are making tons and tons and tons of items for everybody. Go to taylorstens.com. And check out all the things they have to offer. I wear a Taylor's 10 on my helmet every day. And that thing is awesome. I've dropped it. I've been in the fires with it. And it still looks fantastic. You won't ever need another helmet front ever again if you look at Taylor's 10s. I've got some of their pump cards through the Water Thieves. They're outstanding. I'm actually looking to get in one of the wallets. Uh, because I think it's good. It's a good duty wallet. It really is. It'll be a, a good duty wallet for, for me. So, uh, you know, again, taylorstens.com. Go there. Look at all the stuff. They're on Facebook as well, Taylor's Tins. They've got Instagram, all that stuff. Check them out, Taylor's Tins. Stop burning up leathers. Start wearing Taylor's Tins. The second company, Vanguard Safety Wear. Vanguard Safety Wear, the makers of the MK1 Fire Glove. Again, those things are made for work. I wear a pair every day when I'm out there on the job, and they only get better with every use. Uh, I've had so many people come up to me, where do you get those gloves? Where do you get those gloves? Where do you get those gloves? And they wear them one time. I let them wear my pair and they're like, whoa, these things are so broken. I've had several people in my fire department go buy them and they just work tremendously well. I can't say enough about them. They also make rescue gloves, you know, extrication gloves. They make a whole lot of different stuff. So go to vanguardsafetywear.com or dingusfire.com and get you a pair of Vanguard Safety Wear MK1 fire gloves or get the Rescue One gloves. Vanguard Safety Wear, made for work. And lastly, you guys know how we do. Make sure you're spending one hour a day in the gym working on your physical fitness. We just had a whole episode about it. Working on your firefighter functional fitness. Get ready for the job. It ain't about having a beach body. It's about having a fireground body. We don't need Ferraris and sports cars in the fire service. We need dump trucks. We need things and people that are able to do work. Take a beating and keep on working. That's our job. That's what we signed up for. Make sure you're spending an hour a day in the library, educating yourself about our profession. Read Fire Engineering Magazine. Read an old article. Read the Book of Andy. Read uh, about a historic fire. You read a UL study. Watch a YouTube video. Educate yourself about our job. And spend one hour doing some sort of hands-on training, putting your hands on the tools and equipment we need to be great at our job. If you go two or three shifts without flowing water or stretching a line or throwing a ladder, you're wrong. You're wrong. You need to be doing those things almost every day, if not every day. So make sure you're doing them. You do all those things, 
you become a pretty phenomenal firefighter. I guarantee it. So stay safe. Stay aggressive. I'm out.